0: Hello everyone. I'm Joe and TJ. We are the Schoolhouse 302 and this is our read this series where we focus on a couple incredible books that we feature based on our topic and our topic this month is growth. So really this is an incredibly important topic right now because there's something about you know leading during the pandemic, and really being invested in the work but then what happens now when we're slowly moving out of the pandemic but things are still a little crazy right tj it's not like we're going into a perfect world there's no such thing but the leadership has to change. Not only should our leadership be different than it was before the pandemic, um, but leading out of the pandemic is significantly different, but still in a world of uncertainty. So it's all about the growth in ourselves, in those that we lead, and how are we doing that? Are we really building a culture that allows for others to grow? Are we giving them a voice? Are we giving them an opportunity? Um, Such important, important topics. Right, TJ?
1: So, so important, Joe. I want to dive into our our first book recommendation for those leaders out there who are focused on growth and who are focused on um, unleashing the uniqueness of each person that they have on staff You know, specific to principals, whether you're at elementary, middle or high school, or you're at the district office, we're always looking to grow the people we seek to serve. And that's why I really love this book called Time, Talent and Energy. Well, you know, we focused on a lot of these things when we wrote uh, retention for a change and even building a winning team. But I love this book. It's one of the books that I can remember where I I read it first and when I read it and the impact that it had on me. And so, you know, these kind of books that put you back into memory lane when you were first reading them, and then you consistently go back to them. Time, Talent and Energy is one of those books for me by by Michael Mankins and Eric Garten. And here's the basic premise behind the book, although you do have to read it because they have a ton of frameworks that you want to take a look at. What they've really boiled down to is, is those three things, is that The leader's job, if you want people to grow, if you want them to be at their best, if you want them to overcome what they call organizational drag and become more productive is to find them time to unleash and capitalize on their individual talents and to create systems where we have energy at work because we're not being zapped by the things that drain us. Now, that might seem simple, but it's true of all of us, right, Joe, and and all of the organizations that we've worked with uh, across the country. And we find that people tell us, one, I don't have time in my day. I can't find the time. I can't organize the time. I can't manage the time. They, They say, two, I have these unique talents, but because I don't have the time, I can't employ them the way that I would like to. Or I would like to have more talent in a certain area, but no one is developing me in that area. No one has even asked me about that area, right? And then three, we're all drained because of the way that the Tetris looks like when we take a look at our calendar and it's one thing after another. uh, And by the time we get to the end of the day where we actually do have a little bit of time, we don't have the ability to be creative and we can't even think straight. If you're feeling that way, take pick up this book, Time, Talent, Energy, by Mankins and Garden, and I think it'll be refreshing to um, to listen to how they they couch these these things that leaders have control over.
0: And I think that's a big part of it, right, TJ? They have control over it, and it doesn't seem like we always do. We get it. There are things coming to us, maybe at the community, state, federal level. Um, but education's not unique. Talk to anyone in any industry. Um, it's a common, common thing. So I think you stressing the uniqueness also is uh, of the utmost importance because I think a lot of teachers want that back. A lot of administrators want that back. Let us be unique. Let the local education agency have control and you know what, we'll impress you. Well, to do so, there has to be a fundamental you know, structure and that book captures it. Thank you. You know what, TJ, I, I, I picked something that I've fallen in love with and that is The Advantage um, by Pat Lencioni. Now, Pat Lancioni, The Table Group, you know, people know their work. There's a couple of things I love about this book, though. It's not a fable. You know, not that I mind fables, right? I mean, I I love them. They're easy to read. So I like it. But this is a practical guide. He also explains in the intro, which I won't get into why he writes it. um, So you don't want to skip the introduction, his story about his father um, and some of his own things when he was experiencing as, as a young Um, a young individual working. This book though is about organizational health. This is what captured my attention. He says, organizational health is bigger than culture. Mm -hmm. And immediately I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Because we know that culture is everything. What you just described in that book, TJ, Time, Town, Energy is about building a culture, recognizing the unique individuals, but I like where he goes with this. He basically is saying that the organizational health minimizes politics in the office and confusion. It focuses on high morale and productivity, and it also has low turnover. Okay, I can buy into that, and I see that's where he's going with this. I also love this book because he has a model near and dear to our hearts are models why because people can wrap their heads around models and as leaders we want to apply what we're learning from reading so the model has four disciplines in those four disciplines a cohesive leadership team and then the last three the or the other three rather all are about clarity so it's interesting because it's about creating overcoming and reinforcing clarity and through that clarity you get the organizational help. So it's a unique twist on our systems. So even though if you're focused on one thing, you're not going to achieve that one thing if the health isn't overall at a great, great level. So pick it up. You won't be disappointed. Um, I'm enthralled with it. um, And I'm grateful he wrote it. And so looking uh, always to what Pat Lencioni writes.
1: Yeah, and I love that book, too, because he points out some things that I think we get wrong, which is one is that the most healthy organizations aren't always the ones that are democratic in nature, right? That some of that vision work and that clarity can come from the top. It doesn't mean that you don't give people a voice, but that doesn't mean that people always have a say. And so it's really just interesting, because I think sometimes we muddle around. If you remember, we interviewed somebody recently who's talked about the, the listening tours that we go on. Some of those things don't actually work in our, uh, to our advantage, which is the title of the book. So very cool, very uh, a great book. Do you have a tip? We always like to give a tip to people who are out there, readers, leaders are readers, but sometimes reading isn't enough, Joe.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, the tip this month, you know, we try to get into active reading as practitioners in education. We are big fans of active reading. There's another part though of active, like if you highlight, you write in the margin, you identify key points. Look, we're fans of that. This is taking that a little further and it's journaling specific to your book so it doesn't matter what you grab whether it's a five by seven card you know a little a little notebook you see this this thing's tiny but it's a perfect journaling aid listen it goes right with the book you can put a nice little rubber band around it And so what's nice about this is the journal though, is designed about what are you reading and how does it apply to your organization? How does it apply to your leadership? So it's not just regurgitating what you read, it's thinking and synthesizing it through the lens of, all right, what can I do with this? And honestly, I would set the timer, set a timer for five, 10 minutes after you've read a chunk and journal and don't stop writing until those five, 10 minutes are up. So set it on your your watch, your phone, whatever the timer, and then just start going and allowing your brain to say, all right, here's what I'm gonna do with this information. Because too often, TJ, and you know this full well, we'll read something, it's great, but it lives within the book or our mind and never improves our practice. This podcast, this show is about improving practice period.
1: Yeah, it's a great tip. It's also a reminder about time. If we set aside 30 minutes for reading in our day, we probably want to scale that back to 25. So we can fit some journaling in and that lack of five minutes reading can actually be exponential in the action steps that we take from the journaling. And I like to always say as a former English teacher, I do think there's a relationship between your brain and your shoulder and your elbow and your hand and the pencil and the paper. And so there's something that happens there that uh, gets us going and and requires action. Uh, subsequent to writing. Okay, there you have it. Read this series part of our one thing series podcast. Uh, As always, we appreciate a like a follow and a share. We'll see you at the schoolhouse302.com for blog posts, podcasts, and books like uh, the two we introduced today, always on the topic of leadership so that you can lead better and grow faster. We'll see you next time, everybody. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, Joe, you know what leaders need these days?
0: What's that, TJ?
1: Sleep. A good night's rest. Self-care. We've heard it over and over and over again from our guests on the podcast that you can't pour from an empty cup. Leaders need sleep. One of the number one ways you can replenish yourself and lead better is a good night's sleep.
0: I hear you, but you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even like thinking about you know, getting a good night's sleep, but you know, do tell. How do we go about getting better sleep? Well, I think that's part of your
1: problem is you need a better bed. It always starts with the bed. That's why we recommend Ghost Bed, our sponsor, with thirty thousand plus five star reviews. Their patented sleeping cooling technology gets you to sleep faster and longer than any other
0: bed. That's right, and their handcrafted mattresses come with a hundred and one night at home sleep trial and a two times the industry standard warranty. They're absolutely certain that their beds will work for you. And with free shipping
1: within 24 hours of your purchase, it's fantastic uh, support from the company. And guess what? Just for being a listener at the schoolhouse 302, You get 30% off with the use of our code SH302 at checkout. You go to ghostbed.com. You get some sleep so that you can lead better and grow faster. You use SH302 at checkout.
0: Absolutely. And last thing, even if you don't need a bed, you're thinking, wow, I would love to try out ghost bed, but I just bought a bed. Refer someone else for a bed at ghostbed.com. You'll get a hundred bucks for helping someone else get a good night's rest.
1: Wow. That's 30% off with SH302 code at ghostbed.com a hundred bucks for your referral if you get somebody else a good night's sleep better sleep for you better leadership ghostbed.com you can't beat it ghostbed.com